time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. Happy Tuesday to everyone out there. Sorry, I'm a little tardy again on my podcast scheduling, but that's how things go sometimes. Sometimes it takes me a while to get home safe when I'm out there working long hours of the day and uh, just don't get a chance to record on Mondays like I would like to. But here we are, a Tuesday episode as promised. This may happen more often as I move forward here uh, with different scheduling. Uh, the podcast will get out. It's usually just uh, takes takes some time. You just never know. So uh, I'm very busy. I'm not giving excuses. I'm just telling you why I'm a little tardy. So anyway, uh, the pod will get out, guys. It just takes some time. Uh, and you, you, you who've been loyal listeners of the podcast uh, should know that by now. But anyway, uh, bigger things ahead. Most notably, this Monday, almost uh, less than a week away now, is Independence Day, 1776. The Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, all those things. We still use those, I think. I'm not positive. Uh, some people might want to uh, want to get rid of uh, things of that nature, but I, but I digress. I'll try not to get too political today. We should be celebrating America. We should be celebrating the ideals and the opportunities and the uh, the the pursuit of happiness. All those great things, right? That's what we should be celebrating. Fourth of July. Come on, barbecue, hot dogs, fireworks, ice cream. Celebrating those who've come before us and done so much for our freedoms, right? No. No, maybe not. Come on, guys. Anyway, hey, I'm celebrating Independence Day. I don't care what anyone else says. I am uh, darn proud to be in America, in the United States of America, the greatest country uh, in the history of the earth. Some may disagree with that, but uh, you're entitled to your opinion. Anyway, uh, congratulations to the Ole Miss Rebels uh, winning the College World Series. I know you guys are probably tired of hearing me talk college baseball, but it's one of the most exciting sporting events uh, to me. And uh, the, the lesson to be learned from this thing is that uh, anything's possible, really, uh, if you just put your head down and, and go with a full head of steam. I mean, I, I can't say this enough that Old Miss was the number 64th team to get into the NCAA tournament. You know how the s- selection committee all has, hey, here's the last four teams in, here's the first four out, right? Old Miss was literally the last team selected. Doesn't mean they were the worst team based off, you know, there's, there's automatic qualifiers, uh, conference tournament winners and things who get in the tournament. Uh, Fresno state in 2008, they may have been one of the worst uh, ranked teams on paper. We'll say, even though that's the hottest team I've ever seen in baseball uh, in, in the month of, uh, of June in, in 2008, that was unbelievable. But the Ole Miss rebels, even though they're an sec team uh, coming out of nowhere to win the national championship, Truly remarkable. And, uh, you know, I feel for the Oklahoma Sooners, for the, the Sooner faithful out there. Uh, Boomer Sooner uh, did fall just short of their first national title since 1994, but it was Ole Miss's first baseball national championship. So that is pretty cool. And it's back to back years now for the state of Mississippi, as it was Mississippi State last year, winning their first national championship in any sport, uh, winning the 2021 College World Series and then 2022 
the Ole Miss Rebels win the College World Series. So some history here the past couple of years. And Ole, every, every school has their like catchphrase, their little, I don't even know what it means. I tried to research it to see hottie toddy. I'm like, what does hottie toddy mean? But I saw it all over the t-shirts. It's basically like roll tide, uh, fight on, even though you kind of understand those kind of mean something. Hottie toddy is just like, hey, are you ready? Hottie toddy. Uh, one of the dumbest cheers, I think, in college is this whole woo pig suey thing that Arkansas does. Every time they do it, it's super annoying. Uh, there's hook'em horns in Texas. UCLA has the eight clap. Uh, Ohio has OHIO. The Wolverines hail the victors. Uh, there's there's all kinds of you know catchphrases for all these different teams, but Ole Miss, the uh, the Ole Miss Rebels, their big thing is hotty toddy. So whatever that means to you. I know a hot toddy is like a warm uh, adult beverage in the winter months. I know that, but I don't, hotty toddy. I guess that's their thing. I happen to know some old uh, people who are affiliated with Ole Miss or had their kids play there. So I have to, I'll maybe dive in and see, uh, see what they mean, but congrats to the Ole Miss Rebels. Just think guys, you could be the 64 team in the tournament in whatever you're doing in life. But if you work hard and pursue excellence and just play as hard as you can. You never know. You might win a national championship. It should be motivation for all of us to uh, just keep going, keep striving, keep grinding. Their head coach was rumored to be fired a month ago, and now he's a national champion. So uh, th- there's a lesson there, a lot of lessons in, uh, in baseball specifically, and uh, we could take them with us into this crazy game of life. Uh, I mentioned Independence Day coming up. I have a very, very special sh- uh, show for you on Friday. It's uh, it's an interview. It's one. It's someone you've heard before. And I'll tell you at the end of the show who that guest is going to be. I don't want to spoil it right now. I'm going to give you a reason to listen through this 45 minutes or so. Uh, the past couple of days since Sunday, if you go to the Get Home Safe Facebook page, I have been posting a short video clip from some of my favorite movies that, uh, in my opinion, in, in my emotional, uh, you know, wherewithal, they, they do a little something for me as far as patriotism, making me grateful for America. I wanted to do like a week long celebration here of independence day and it upcoming. So I decided, well, let's do that starting Sunday. Let's have a movie clip uh, every single day, three, four minute clip really doesn't require a lot of your time. Um, if you haven't done so already, go check them out. Tell me what you think. So far, I started off with one from We Were, we Were Soldiers uh, of the Vietnam era. That, that was um, one of my favorite movies and uh, a real tearjerker. Um, but I started with that one. I did one from um, uh, Band of Brothers, the opening D-Day scene, uh, or the Day of Days when they jump behind enemy lines at night. And then I, uh, today, I listed one uh, from the movie Glory, one of my favorite movies of all time as well. So it's going to be all military movies here uh, leading up to Independence Day this Monday, July 4th. I thought it would just be a fun way for me to kind of break down a movie clip, throw it out to you guys and be like, hey, these are the reasons um, to celebrate America. It's because of people like this who sacrificed for us, who didn't know us, but they went before us and uh, gave their lives in a lot of, in a lot of uh, circumstances. So uh, America isn't all about war and just you know military stuff, but this time of year, the, during the summer, you got Memorial Day, the June 6th uh, D-Day invasion anniversary, and then, of course, July 4th. Summer should be extra patriotic. I don't know why. Maybe it's the fact that kids are out of school and it's warm and we're outside. Maybe we're more, more social. I don't know. Uh, but I also think about the weather in a lot of these movies. 
when, uh, like when, when war is happening, like the civil war, for instance, like uh, Gettysburg that was fought July one, two, three, and four, two, three, and four. I mean, it was, it was hot. Some of these battles were hot. These guys are loaded down. They're walking 20 miles, uh, you know, D-Day in the summer and in June, you know, June 6th of 1944. And uh, just sometimes you forget about the weather. Like when, you, when, when you're out and about having a hot day, right? I'm out there delivering packages. I'm wearing my gear and it's like, that's warm. But I get so sick and tired of hearing people complain. It's so hot. It's hot. It's summer. Is this your first summer? we're not in afghanistan taking fire from rooftops it's hot suck it up i i love the air conditioning I, that's this is my one thing about like living in in another era i kind of wouldn't mind living in the 20s wouldn't mind living in the 50s but when you break it down like the whole non-air conditioning thing oof i don't know man i, I like a i like a, a shower to cool down or a pool to jump into uh, maybe Living outdoors, living in tents. I don't know if that'd be for me. I need, I need the AC. I got to cool, cool down and stay down. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, people, you're not a firefighter storming a building in August. Settle down. It's hot. I had to walk from my car to the office building. It, it was a miserable 20 steps. It's 100 degrees. Well, it's going to be hotter. It's coming. There's, there's more heat coming. That's usually what happens in the summer. It's over 100 today. Now, if it was like November, yeah, that'd be odd. You could say what you're thinking out loud. Same people that are like, it's cold in January. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can say these things, but like, I just, we're in this complaining mode all the time. And I'm going to complain about something here in a second. So I'm getting this out. And, and, and uh, anyway, just like not mentally tough these days. So, I've been doing some recordings on uh, the Charge to Keep podcast as well. A reminder to check that out, the Real Hondo Prep Football official podcast um, that will have strictly RHB content over there instead of me kind of uh, doing both worlds here on the Get Home Safe podcast and then that one. So I, I did a few interviews there recently. Uh, th- they'll be put out here soon in the, month of, in the month of July and August. So stay tuned for that. Okay. I didn't know how I was going to do this, but here we go. Uh, I'm going to talk about something that is going to be rather controversial. And if you uh, watching TV the past week or so, you probably know where I'm going with this. Um, you know, this is a subject that we are very divided on as a nation. I, I think more people probably feel one way than the other. I, I think I'm going to shock a lot of people here with where I stand on this particular issue. Um. I think at one point I felt one way and then, you know, as life kind of happens and you, I don't know if mature is the right word, but you just have a little more life experience. You, you tend to maybe, I don't know, change your, your opinions, your values. We all were evolution, right? We're evolving. I don't love that word, but sometimes it's necessary. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So again, it's, it's a big time issue. And again, I'm going to surprise some of you with my position on this. Um, I don't know how to express exactly like how to start. So I'll try to just start. Um, it, it's it's a, a subject, a topic, again, very divided, controversial, some would say. Um, it's kind of one you just have to pick a site on 
There's no real middle ground. People can say, well, there's a, there's a little middle ground here. I don't know. Personally, really hard. I've tried to think of ways to be like, okay, could you kind of be on both sides of the fence here? Maybe. But then again, maybe not. So for those of you that disagree with my opinion here, it's totally fine. Um, we're each entitled to our opinions. I think that still matters. That's still written down somewhere. First Amendment, you know, I think something of that nature. Um, and, and this is a subject that isn't just directly affect, you know, me. It affects a lot of people uh, around me, you. Uh, it's not a, a one-person issue, I guess I should say. So I don't know how else to say this. I just got to come out and say it. Um, and again, I may lose some listeners here, but I have, I just, this has been on my heart the past week and, uh, I gotta, I gotta express this. Um, I don't know what, where you guys, where your guys' heads are at, where your hearts are at, but if you have not seen this on TV last week and got a little emotional, then I, I, I don't know what to tell you. And of course I am talking about beach balls in the stands at baseball games. This has to stop. I'm sorry. It's all fun. It brings everyone together. It's magical. No, it's great. What is a beach ball doing at a sporting event? What, what, what is that? When you're leaving, you pack your peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you bring the tickets, you bring your sunscreen. All right, bring binoculars. You're going to, oh, we're going to have great seats at this sporting event that we're paying money to. Wait, let's bring a beach ball so we can, we can sneak it in, inflate it, hit it once, and then never touch it again. Meanwhile, the national championship is going on before your very eyes. That you paid for. But let's hit a beach ball. And don't don't start with me on this is the equivalent if you brought uh, the, uh, a radio or a, a TV to watch a baseball game. If you went to the beach, it's the same thing. No, it's not. One is staying informed of an important issue. And the other is because you're bored. You're bored at a baseball You're bored at the College World Series. This was on all last week. And every nine minutes, one of those stupid beach balls spills onto the field. And then there's a delay. And the same people that say baseball takes so long. Baseball is so boring. You know what baseball needs is more delays because of you people. Here's the thought. Take your beach ball and stay home and hit it on the lawn with your kids or your dog or your neighbors, whatever you want to do. And, and, and not to mention how unsafe it is. These people in the, hitting the beach ball. I don't know how many baseball games I've been to, mostly as an umpire, and just seeing people drilled by line drives. And it, sometimes I liked it because the people weren't watching. Matt, how could you speak? Look it, look it. If you get hit by a line drive, I have some sympathy for you, but you should have been watching. If, you, if, you, if you're watching the game, something happens, hey, we all get hit by baseballs. I got hit by them all the time behind the plate. But I see people all the time distracted while, light, while pitches are going. I'm like, you're going to get dotted in the throat by a line drive and, and never walk again. Then you can play with a beach ball in your hospital bed all you want. 
I, I would argue that this is where our civilization started to go south. When we started bringing beach balls to sporting events. Do you ever look at like the, the, the still photos of like the 1920s, 1920s baseball? Everyone's suited up. Doesn't matter if it's 100 degrees. All the fans look the same. They're all suited. They all got hats. I mean, they're there bunched together watching the baseball game. You know what you don't see is beach balls. They're watching the baseball game. They're not at a beach playing with a beach ball. Ooh, look at the wind move it. I'm telling you, there's a, there's a correlation here between this whole beach ball choice and baseball. Beach ball, baseball. Which one are you doing? Don't do both. And don't, well, it could be just, we could do it uh, just between innings. No, you can't. We've heard that before. No compromise. There's no compromise on some issues. Either right or wrong in this situation. Beach balls. The games take forever. Yeah, because there's beach ball delays. Keep hitting the beach ball onto the field. And we have to wait and stand around and do nothing. Because you were bored at a baseball game. Don't come to the game. Maybe you, and then who are the grown men that do this? I, look, I, I don't want to get into gender issues here, but you just know that there's some dude here, no dude who played like at a high level of baseball would ever do this, in my opinion. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to identify the, the man that would do this. Maybe it's a woman, maybe it's a kid, I don't know. But I remember going to my first Rams game as a kid, and there was, uh, some beach ball in the stands. Maybe it was a Dodger game with my grandma, whatever it was. And I was like, why do they have a beach ball? She's like, well, they just hit it, hit it around. I'm like, yeah, but aren't they going to lose it? Cause it's not going to come back to them. And it costs like a dollar 50 probably. I don't know. But it was just explained to me. Yeah. That's just what people do to kind of help pass the time go by. And, I, and even as a kid, I'm like, what? You paid money to bring a beat, hit a beach ball around. I told you guys, I'm an old man. I've always been an old man. 37 going on 67. Hopefully I get that far. But I truly do believe it's a, the heart of this nation. Most of our issues started with this whole beach ball thing. And for a lot of the guys in the stands, uh, the silent majority, if you will, I don't know. Look at, looking at the beach ball going, well, just let them be. It's okay. <laughs> it's just uh, beach ball colored or rainbow colored. Usually that's kind of, kind of funny not that that doesn't mean anything i'm just just observation so i think the the pure baseball fans pure any sport fans just kind of like yeah they're they're doing their thing it's all good it's okay what's a big deal that what's the big deal we've heard that before haven't we it's just a mask what's the big deal it's just a vaccine that doesn't work what's the big deal that reminds me, apparently every time I mentioned COVID, 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 I think one of my, was it Apple? If you go to my episode uh, notes, a friend of mine sent me this. They said, uh, hey, look at your, uh, or the screenshot really saying, uh, oh, it says attention COVID, uh, reach out for information or whatever. Basically, like I was spewing misinformation or something, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. He doesn't know. Every, and no one knows. So thought that was rather funny that my listeners have to be warned that there's, there's, there's other ways to listen to important issues here. God. Otherwise, what would they do? They'd listen to a, a, a mediocre podcaster, not even mediocre. I'm, I'm what's below mediocre, bad. Am I, I don't know about bad, bad, Anyway, somewhere in there. 
somebody, I guarantee you, no one's sitting here listening to me ramble and writing down notes of what I say. Oh, oh, that's what I should do. That's what I shouldn't do. COVID-19 warnings. Yeah, because those have been right. Way to go, Apple. I think it was Apple. Apple, Spotify, one of those. Maybe it's Spotify. Can you imagine the lives that would have been lost had they not listed a link to go to for COVID information? Man, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, so thank you for that. Whichever of our overlords threw that out there, since I'm, I'm some kind of threat, I guess. Maybe that's just for everyone. But back to the issue of our time. Beach balls. I know soccer is like a rowdy crowd. They throwing up, they got drums and they're throwing up, uh, what are those called? Like uh, confetti and all kinds of weird things. And like, but I think their attention is still like on the game, still on what's going on. I'll have to bring in my soccer experts if I ever find one. Uh, but, but, but baseball, I mean, what, what are we doing? I was watching College World Series and one game, there was like six or seven stoppages for the, for the beach ball. I'm going, these are the same people that think baseball is boring. The same people that think baseball tapes. I got, I got, I posted this on social media and then I said, this needs to be federal law. Uh, and if, if not federal law, maybe states, okay, states, right, fine. If state, individual states want to, want to choose what this issue is, I'm fine with it. Because in California, there'd be beach balls everywhere. I mean, oh, the, the, the waves and yeah, the West Coast. You don't see many beach balls in SEC country. See the College World Series because you get a bunch of tourists and you're like, oh, the stadium's big. Oh, let's play that beach ball. I'm bored. I don't know. Some states have it right. Some states don't. In many issues. Man, back in the day, you know, the South 200 years ago, they were wrong on most issues. But man, I see, I see some great sports fans in the South now. That SEC, I used to hate the SEC. Because they won everything. Now I respect it a little bit. I'm like, they're good at everything. You got to respect that. They just care more. It just means more. That's their slogan, right? Why would you bring a beach ball to a game? Let's say you got kids and you're like, hey, look at the beach ball. Let's, let's hit the beach ball. This is part of the game. So if, what if your kid's looking up at a beach ball and it gets drilled by a line drive because you weren't watching? Well, at least... At least little Timmy died doing what he loved. And as a father, I led him astray. I don't know. I'm being extreme. I know I always am extreme. But my goodness, beach ball delays. Ridiculous. So one of my favorite moments of all time was with my good friend, Todd Carson. I'm calling you out, coach. Uh, We went to the College World Series back in 2008. And we sat all over, we had tickets every game almost and sat all over the stadium. And uh, I found out that my good friend, Todd, like me, is, uh, is against, against beach balls. And at one time, I thought differently. I thought, oh, this is cool. It's just part of the atmosphere. Like the wave. Don't get another episode for the wave. So Todd, Todd hated it more than I did. I was still kind of developing my opinions and values at this time and taught we got so mad because people would jump and stand up in front of you and wait hit it to me hit it to me i'm thinking i'm trying to watch 
the College World Series before my very eyes. I traveled 2,000 miles to get here. Can you idiots sit down? I want to throw you over the wall. So anyway, Todd, he had a, he was always writing stuff down, uh, notes during games and stuff, um, studying the game. So he had a pencil with him. And he found out that if you put the pencil <laughs> between between your fist it had the pointy end sticking out and you punched it you punched up at the beach ball uh the right angle that it would obviously uh stab the beach ball and it didn't look like it didn't look like you you did it it was like it was a covert hit my good buddy todd the godliest man i know out there just just <laughs> using a concealed weapon <laughs> and deflate a beach ball and he punched the beach ball and then he got the biggest smile. I got it because he could feel it when he, when he, when he punctured it. Because his beach balls are all around us, right? And so throughout that World Series, we were there for 10 days. We went to two games a day, roughly. Uh, there were some rainouts here and there. But Todd must have got half a dozen beach balls. And it was hilarious. You, you see the beach ball, it, would, it, would, uh, it didn't deflate right away. It would slowly fizzle as, like, as it was being passed around and bumped around. And... <laughs> It just slowly became lifeless and everyone, Oh, what happened? And Todd's sitting there. We're drinking our frozen uh, lemonades or whatever. And he just like, <laughs> bring out another one. So I hope Todd doesn't mind me telling that story, but uh, it's one of my fondest memories. And Todd has given me more advice than uh, any human on this planet. Um, sometimes uh, a lot of times by his words, many times through his actions. And in this, this instant, I salute you, my brother, Todd Carson, who uh, would do anything for you, especially if it involves terminating a beach ball that doesn't belong in a stadium. Doesn't belong. Why, why, is, why do you see beach balls at sporting events more than you see them at the beach? Maybe we should rename them. Right. Reimagine. That's a big fancy word in 2022. We need to reimagine what a beach ball is. Change the name since it's never at the beach. Just a thought. Matt, you need to reimagine your opinion on sports. And and not, not everyone just worships the game and watches every detail like you do. That's fine. That's fine. But you know what I'm not doing is, is bringing a toy to an event can you imagine let's let's take it let, let's go to broadway you pay money for a nice show there and someone's hitting a beach ball during uh, the second act that would look stupid movie theater top gun all of a sudden beach balls are flying we'll just do it at uh, intermission or just do it like between innings no 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 I'm, t- I'm i'm done compromising with things just just wear a mask for two weeks okay two and a half years later at some point, someone's got to take a stand. And I told you, I might lose listeners over this issue. Uh, I might lose friends over this issue. This is something I firmly believe in. I see it more often in the College World Series than any other sporting event. Although uh, maybe stadiums are too big and this is the only sport where balls like fall in the field of play. I don't remember seeing too many in like basketball. It seems to be a baseball only thing. Although I've, you see it other places. You want to hit around a beach ball, go to the river with your friends, throw back some cold ones, get some sun and enjoy yourself. 
You want to bring a beach ball to a sporting event? Well, I mean, where does it end? It starts with sporting event. This is the evolution, right? In the 1920s and 30s of baseball, you didn't see that. Guys in their nice suits hitting the ball around. Uh, ladies wearing their Sunday best. Oh, beach ball. But as we've evolved, not all, not all um, advancement is good. Technology has been great. It's given us a lot of great things, but it's also been some bad things. It started with baseball games. Where does it end? Does it, does it continue into Broadway? Does it, does it end up in our, in our uh, business offices? What about church? If we don't put an end to this now, this will eventually come into our churches, to our places of worship. And I, we just, we got to take a stand. I see the speed at which things change in negative ways. And, and the beach ball at baseball games has single-handedly been an issue that has led to many other problems. You know? Oh, I just, it's my right to carry a beach ball into a game. Oh, okay. It's my right to uh, public, uh, public, publicly gather. What, what, uh, First Amendment, I should know this, should memorize it. It's a, it's, it's mostly peaceful beach balling. Mostly peaceful. They're sure it, it, it lands on the field every now and then. And there's a delay. I love the grounds crew guy. Some, some like 45 year old guy, probably my, about my build shirts, too small for him. Shorts go down to his like mid calf sprinting out there, grab the beach ball. He's a hero for the crowd, right? Some crowd, like throw it back in either crushes it or throws it into the bullpen players. They, they, they're more fan friendly. They throw it back into the crowd. That grounds crew guy. He's a hero hero of the week for sure. I'm going to try to move past this, but just know that you, it, this isn't the end. Okay. This is not the end of me talking about this issue. I know it's divisive. I understand that. And maybe you disagree with me and you uh, want to make your own decisions in this matter. And it's on your, you're on the opposite. Oh, it's just fun. This is great for the game. We need the kids to, we need uh, the kids, the kids viewers. We're lo- we can't lose kids viewers. At some point, kids need to grow up, they need to mature and uh, appreciate games for what they are it's a live sporting event we paid good money for this that that hot dog was eleven dollars and i'm not even talking about in the stadium this is this is due to inflation before we even got to the stadium we stopped at sam's club and it was eleven dollars for a hot dog in the stadium it's 19 so you better enjoy this one this is the issue of our time i choose to be on the right side of history with this one And I will die on this hill every single time. Keep your beach balls out of my baseball stadiums. I won't stand for it. What else has been in the news? Anything else? Yeah. Um, Let me see. Trying to move on here. Uh, Insurrections going on all over the country. We won't talk about that. Let me see. I talked about my, oh, uh, the week-long countdown. I already mentioned that. Yeah. Go in there and check out. I'm having a new episode every day. I've already had three. 
And um, I appreciate also appreciate the the um, the COVID warning from uh, a listener who reached out to me. That was pretty cool. One thing I liked that ESPN was doing, um, first of all, the College World Series, they didn't have the pitch, the pitch box, which was nice. And some of you are going to say, well, it's because all college umpires are bad. I'm like, well, it's because maybe college players and pitching is bad. Maybe that's why. Maybe that would showcase uh, what a strike is, what a strike isn't. But I did like one thing, one thing ESPN does, I noticed, and, and I like it in their, they probably do it on major league games too, is, is they list the pitch sequence. And as a baseball fan, I, I like that as an umpire too. I liked kind of, you kind of had that in the back of your head as well, uh, what the pitch sequence was. So you, you weren't guessing really what was coming, but it, it does kind of paint a whole picture for you with the at bat. And as a, as a fan, you're sitting there, Oh, I throw it. I throw a slider here or whatever. Uh, you know, the guy threw seven fastballs in a row, throw a change it. Like I kind of like that aspect of the game. Sometimes these, these sports, not just baseball, but they put things at like the bottom of the screen that, uh, that don't really matter stats wise, you know, Oh, this is a, Oh, this is a one, a three receiver, one, or one back. Yeah. One back two tight end package here that we have to tell you. It's like, you can see that on the screen uh, or basketball for a while. They'd have the timeouts on there. There's a million timeouts in basketball. You don't, that, that really doesn't matter. I think the fouls would matter like team fouls. Uh, that would, that would kind of be important there on the, uh, on the screen. But uh, anyway, one man's opinion. I uh, like that what ESPN did with the pitch, pitch sequence every now and then. Uh, congrats to the state of Mississippi on winning national championship back-to-back years, Mississippi state and the Ole Miss rebels. Pretty cool. I mentioned that already. Uh, one thing that ESPN also does is the ump cam for the college world series. They put the camera on the umpire's mask. So you can kind of see what, uh, what coaches or what the umpires are going through, uh, what they are seeing and see if you could really do that yourself. Cause a lot of people, a lot of us can say we can umpire from our, our couches, but Tell you're back there behind the plate um, in real time. Uh, it's a lot harder than it looks. And so that gives you kind of a look there uh, in sports. Also, I should say uh, the Stanley cup was decided over the weekend, the Colorado avalanche beating the Tampa Bay lightning four games to two to capture their first uh, Stanley cup championship since uh, man, like 2000, it's been 20 something years, I think so 21 years, maybe. I should have looked that up, but I thought I heard 21 years and, and what a, uh, what a hockey postseason for the state of Colorado, specifically Denver. You got the university of Denver winning the college national championship followed by the Colorado avalanche who play in Denver, uh, winning the Stanley cup championship. If you're a hockey fan in the state of Colorado, you gotta be just living large right now. And you're just like, okay, let's go Denver Broncos. It's your turn. Step it up. Right. Rockies. I don't know if they're any good or whatever, or the, uh, the nuggets, but what a time to, to be a hockey fan in the state of Colorado, much like a sports fan, a true sports fan in uh, the city of Los Angeles who roots for, you know, all the LA based teams. Um, I, I know there's plenty of reason to root against LA now because of its policies and what a trashy area it is. And I'll be out of here soon. Uh, but still city champions, city of champions, indeed city of angels, city of champions. I saw, uh, look, if you guys don't follow Dave Rubin on Twitter, he also has a daily podcast called The Rubin Report. He's fantastic. He fled California and now lives in Florida. And uh, he's just, he's fantastic. He has a good show, about 45 minutes or so. Uh, a, uh, a gay conservative, which is, uh, which is pretty, pretty cool to see. Um, you know what? He, he, <laughs> he has some funny comments. I'll, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there uh, for sure. But um, 
he's a guy that will give you a different perspective on things. And uh, I can always appreciate that. But uh, he made mention to uh, who is the Kathy Hochul, the governor, the uh, the uh, what would you call it? The backup governor, the third string governor of uh, of uh, New York, New York State came off the bench to repl- replace uh, oh, what's his name? Cuomo. Uh, so I think it was Kathy Hochul who was talking about the Second Amendment. Oh, this is in, in regards to the recent like. Uh, the recent Supreme court ruling over, over uh, gun rights in New York. And it, it was rather funny. She's talking about, well, back when the, the second amendment was written, they all had, uh, you know, keep in mind, everyone had muskets and <laughs> Dave Rubin, he tweeted out the video and he said something like, you know what? You first, you first, uh, we'll all, the, the moment you, your armed security goes to muskets, then the rest of us will. I thought that was genius. I thought it was very well said. Can you imagine, uh, <laughs> secret service or just, uh, uh, private security for some, some of these celebrities and things walking around with a musket. <laughs> I thought that was great. Uh, yeah, that shows you how stupid that comment is. Oh, this is only written for muskets. Oh, really? They would have written muskets uh if they only wanted muskets uh second string governor Catherine hokel kathy hokel doesn't matter matter i guess so dave rubin give him a follow on instagram you won't be disappointed he founded locals he's uh big into uh, rumble i think which is another platform to view uh videos and things but uh, his show weekly is is uh, great every day 45 minutes or so uh, he brings some some great humor. He has a new comedy special out too that I haven't seen yet, but he's shown some clips. <laughs> it's really really funny. He uh, pulls no punches. I, I I'll I'll give him that. So Dave Rubin, give him out and uh, check him out. And well done on the uh, no muskets uh, comment there. Um, I got asked this by a friend, and um, I found this rather interesting. And I don't know if he heard it from somebody else, but. It's a really good question. It's a good art. It's a, it's your thought for the day. We see a lot of virtue signaling in the world. Some will call it something else, right? Uh, virtue signaling has almost become this uh, negative, uh, funny connotation, I guess. Um, I think I said that right. I don't know if my vocabulary is as good as I think it is, but uh, let's hope, let's say you guys hopefully understand what I mean. Uh, his question to me was, is virtue signaling done by those who care the least? Is virtue signaling done by those who care the least on a particular subject? Do you do some of these things just because uh, you want people to show that you care, but you really just, you're, you're doing that because you don't really care, but you want to show people that you care? It's a valid question. When I fly the American flag, I'm not flying it uh, to show everyone that I care, but I really don't. But I also try to be patriotic 365 days a year. Um, try to take pride in my work 365 days a year. I don't. Uh, it's nice when you do something, when you do a good job, right? And you're proud of something and you're like, hey, man, look at this. But it's not. It shouldn't be to pat yourself on the back. And, and, and unfortunately, a lot of this virtue signal we see. I need to speak out on this. Be sure of you that I, I, I am with you. I support you. It's like insincere. I'm going to post a square on my Facebook to show uh, what a great guy I am, but I don't really care 
about this subject. Like it, a lot of virtue signal does seem insincere. It's for the likes. It's for the subscriptions. You could say, well, Matt, you're, you're a walking sig- virtue podcast signal, or I don't know. I come on here to say my opinions. There could be 12 people who listen, two people, uh, 200 people who listen. It's just an opportunity for, I, I told you before when I, when I started this, that I'm not a, uh, I'm not a selfie guy. Have I taken some? Yeah. And I'm like, ah, that's a man card violation. Big time videos. I've had some, that's a video. Some I should have for uh, historical records or whatever, but some I'm like, you're an idiot. Why'd you do that? You look like a 12 year old who takes a beach ball to games. So that's what you look like. <laughs> so I just, I've never liked attention like that. And I still don't. A lot of time, I know guys listen and you guys give me feedback, but it's, I, I feel like it's weird sitting in a room by yourself too and just talking to a microphone and a, and a camera. That is weird. For those of you that think you could do a podcast, try to sit in a room by yourself and talk for 30 minutes at least, even though I usually go about an hour. That's why I love having guests on the show. It's a lot of fun. And uh, you, you play the game where you're you know, talking over each other and you're trying to just have a conversation and a uh, nice discussion. But anyway, think about that thought for today. Is virtue signaling done by those who care the least? I just heard that and, I, and I'm, I'm going to put some thought into it this next week, this next month and going forward and, and truly see if the people who are the biggest virtue signalers, are they doing, are they doing it just so they can disguise that they really don't care about this issue? It's an interesting theory. Now, it's not to say that you can't. You can't. Uh, you want to fly a Ukraine flag? Go, go ahead. You want to, uh, what are some other virtue signals? Uh, I don't even know. Because I don't, I try to avoid all that stuff. But again, if I was before a bunch of people here, it would be very difficult for me to speak, let alone, you know what, was, I talked to Val about this. Like, I don't know what was harder for me, more scary, public speaking. Or walking up to a girl and like starting a conversation or just getting out verbal words. Very difficult. And I always said, like, I can work home plate in front of 10,000 people and it wouldn't phase me. I'd be like, man, there's a lot of people here, people yelling all kinds of stuff at me. But I don't know what it was. I could put that gear on and do that. It was like my element, I guess. Public speaking, oh, trembling. Asking a girl out. I remember the first few, <laughs> first few times. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot. I'll tell you that right now. The first few times, I got up the courage to, you know, say hello or get just ask someone to out or ask someone to dance. Yeah, again, there's like you could fit all these times on on uh, on one hand basically. And it was just like, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me the answer. Just like. Uh, no, you, you know, no, like, okay, thank you. And walk away. It's kind of like the first time you ask someone to a, a dance in high school or in our, our case, the inaugural, I still remember my first time doing that. Don't, don't know why that this comes up. We're at like a museum in San Francisco, Sacramento trip. And I've it was, <laughs> kept walking up and then turning around, walking up, turning around. Oh, I haven't changed a whole lot since then, but uh, now nah, I've changed plenty. Uh, I have evolved as I mentioned already on the beach ball 
uh, portion of, of our, of our show here. So uh, in summary, uh, check out the uh, video clips I've been posting on the Facebook page. Make sure you uh, give a like, of course, on the uh, like and a follow on social media, if you haven't already. And uh, thank you. You know who you are for the COVID uh, warning displays on my, my podcast episodes. And I guess if you see that, you know, I'm going to mention the word at some point in the podcast and our overlords are, it's nice to know the overlords are listening since I don't know how many other people are listening. So maybe when the overlords listen, uh, that like doubles my audience. That must be, that's, that's pretty cool. Maybe I'll start getting, making some money off this, uh, this advertisement that uh, you guys are forced to listen to at the beginning of every show. Now, Hey, I got to make my one cent uh, an episode or whatever. Uh, so thank you for being patient and listening to me say the same uh, episode or message there in the advertising uh, side of things for the first uh, first 40 seconds of the program. Uh, okay, let me see. Oh, last thing. A absolute hero of the show. We already mentioned some heroes and uh, I want to uh, definitely applaud this person. Uh, also on a side note, hopefully you guys got a chance to listen to last Friday's episode with Mr. Uh, Sean O'Leary, just talking baseball. That was a lot a lot of uh, fun conversation there. Uh, I have not received this yet in the mail, but I got to give it to an avid listener of the program, Mr. John Lee Jr. He uh, is sending me a shirt that I will definitely wear for you guys probably on next Tuesday's episode. It is in regards in relation to a recent um, rant I went on. Uh, that you guys can probably figure out if you go back and listen to uh, portions of the show. But I want to, I don't want to, I don't want to show you guys it until it's here. That sounds stupid. Say that again, Matt. There's a bit, Todd, you're laughing. I can hear you. I don't want to show you this until it's here. I don't want to tell you what the shirt is until it is here. So I can also show you on YouTube. Okay. That makes a little more sense. See, when you, when you talk by yourself, sometimes you, you say things backwards on the real hondo prep uh, charge to keep podcast. I think I, I did that backwards. I think humble, gracious in victory, humble in defeat. I think I flipped it. I guess they both make sense, but I was trying to establish a nice ending to, to the show. And, and I, I messed that up anyway. It doesn't matter. I messed up plenty of things, but uh, John Lee jr. Sending me some merchandise that I will proudly wear on the show probably next Tuesday. Hopefully it fits. And uh, it, it's an outstanding uh, piece of clothing. Uh, a shirt that will have a, a phrase on there that I think we can all get behind. I will just say this. It is definitely in the category of virtue signaling that I talked about just now. So I hope uh, you guys will enjoy it as much as I am looking forward to receiving this gift. He's already sent me pictures and uh, we've gotten some great gifts here on the podcast. Maynard Bohorkas sent me some West Point shirts. Uh, Margie back in the day sent me and Barnes some shirts. I'm not saying. I need anything, but it's nice uh, to be pleasantly surprised when these things do come to you. So thank you, John Lee Jr. And uh, I will proudly wear that and display it for the podcast audience. And next week, guys, you will have to tune in to see exactly what that shirt says. Okay, it's time for the bottom of the ninth segment of the podcast. And then I will tell you in closing who our special guest is for this Friday's Independence Day episode. Okay, to the bottom of the ninth, we go for the bottom of the ninth segment here on the Get Home Safe podcast, where we will talk about a baseball rule and some uh, baseball lingo, a uh, learning the baseball language, if you will. Um, nothing too 
too extensive today. Although last week I did the runner's lane interference and wouldn't you know it, that came up in the college world series in one of the championship games, uh, mind you. So hopefully you guys are learning a little bit here. And I know some of these rules may not make sense, but trust me, they're rules for a reason. And they've uh, been around for quite some time. It's what keeps the baseball uh, world going round and round it goes. So, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the huge brawl on Sunday between the Anaheim Angels and the Seattle Mariners. I think it was. I could be mistaken there, but um, looked like two bad baseball teams that wanted to uh, fight each other rather than uh, play baseball. And that happens. I think there were 12 uh, suspensions, ejections, whatever it was. Uh, quite a quite a Donnybrook, man. They they, they really went at it. It was it was quite uh, there were punches being thrown. It was it wasn't a dance. They were. They were uh, they were swinging and, and hitting each other pretty good. So spilled into the dugouts. Uh, you should never charge the other dugout. You're gonna, I mean, you're gonna charge, you know, the enemy territory there. They're they're dug in. They're ready to go. And there's more of them there. So uh, sometimes that happens in combat, but not a good idea on the baseball field. Anyway, uh, I want to talk to you guys today about uh, specifically hit by pitch uh, warnings. You see umpires get together, you know, sometimes a pitch will come in and everyone kind of stands around guy hitter didn't like it. Uh, catcher has to get involved and uh, in throwing situations, which they're known in, in baseball. Uh, it, it's the one area in sports really that um, it, it attempts to police itself. Guy teams try to police themselves. Umpires have to be the judges really of, of uh, what is going too far, what is intentional, what is it not. Uh, it's one of the only times where, uh, well, there's a few times with uh, interference and things, but you have to judge intent like, like, like a lawyer judging. Did he intend to kill that person, right? You have to prove intent, which I think is a difference between first degree and third degree murder and all that. Anyway, uh, it, it's a tough call to make when you're behind the plate, but it's also – it's also necessary. It's it, you get better at it as you, as you work. Um, a lot of times teams will see an umpire immediately throw, throw a pitcher out and everyone's like, what, how could he do that? What? There's no history here. It's only the second inning. What's going on. It's like, you may not know the whole story. Okay. It's up to umpires to uh, spread information to, to not spread information. That sounds bad to communicate with one another. Uh, say you have a series between two teams in, in April, they play again in May. You give the next crew what's called a heads up. Hey, this is what happened. This is what, what was said, maybe uh, catcher to hitter or shortstop to the runner on second. Like words <laughs> obviously matter uh, and they're words and actions that people don't necessarily see while watching the game. We know broadcasters don't. Um, they just, they, they can't believe that uh, an umpire would just want to want to eject someone just, just because how could he do that? Why, why would he resort to, to that? So with hit by pitch warnings, if an umpire feels that somebody threw at somebody, meaning a hitter, obviously, um, he has the authority to automatically eject that pitcher. Now, where it gets a little shady is two years ago, I think two, maybe three, Major League Baseball and their infinite wisdom, they, they basically took away total control from the plate umpire and they made it so that the plate umpire must gather the entire umpiring crew before they can then make a decision. He will say why he's going to do it. Maybe ask around, does anyone else, maybe a crew chief can step in and say, Hey, I don't think he threw it in there or whatever. Maybe a more experienced guy who's not the plate umpire can make that decision. And then they come to a consensus to make a decision. I don't like it because it takes away from the guy who knows most of what's going on. The guy working the stick, the guy working the dish, running the game. 
Um, a lot of times he knows, and I'll tell you from experience, being back behind the plate, you know the difference between uh, a pitch that was slipped, that slipped, was let go, oh, bad, bad release point or whatever, and a purpose pitch, and uh, a pitch that was meant to drill someone or meant to send a message. Uh, you just know. Guy's been close all game. Someone hits a home run. Guy's been around the plate all game. Someone hits a home run, and the next pitch goes over someone's head. Well, he, he just, well, that's a really bad or convenient time to let one slip. Okay. So there's that. So anyway, a plate umpire uh, has the authority to throw someone out of a game. If he feels that someone threw at somebody major league baseball, again, they want to get the crew together. Okay. What, what, uh, what the kind of the, the, the safe way to go is if you think something is up and you're like, Hmm, I think he threw it in, but I'm not positive. I'm going to put out what's called warnings and warnings. When you do that, you have to warn each team. You can't be like, I, I think he threw at them. Um, okay. I'm just going to warn you guys. Hey, a warning. If you do throw at someone, uh, there will be no doubt in my mind. I will get rid of you. No, you have to warn both teams by rule, by rule. So a lot of times you'll get the other team coming out, the offensive team, uh, as Jim Evans used to say, they're all offensive. No, oh, offensive, not offensive. They're all offensive. Uh, but uh, the offensive team will be like, wait, what are you warning us for? They just threw at us and we're getting warned? It's like, yes, that's how it works. It's by rule. It's so that this ends here in theory. Now, when each team is given a warning, that doesn't mean you can't, oh, you're, you're not going to let us pitch inside now. You hear the same stuff all the time. You can pitch inside. But in my judgment, if I think you threw at somebody, uh, your pitcher will be thrown out of the game. Um, doesn't mean anybody that gets hit is automatic or hits someone is automatically thrown out of the game. It means that it's, it's a, it's a thin pane of glass now. And if you, if I think if there's any moment in my head that, yeah, that was on purpose, you're done. And in warning, when once warnings are given, you must, ej- you eject the pitcher, but you also eject the manager or the acting manager if the manager has since been ejected that is like a two-for-one uh deal there when i put out warnings it's like okay you get control of this with your team if you don't pitcher's going and you're going that's just the way the rule is written written and it is uh it is operated so i've been in situations where you put out warnings and uh a manager uh, came out to me this is in the cow league you know they, they hit a guy and I was like, man, that was on purpose, but it wasn't super, you know, hit him in a good part. It wasn't like, uh, it was like a little, I can't, that's not enough to eject, but I put out warnings and the manager's like, why are you putting out warnings? Why would we throw, throw at that guy? And then before I could get the words out, he said, they must not have liked his three run home run last inning, huh? And I was like, yep. <laughs> so sometimes it's as stupid as that guy's guy hits a bomb off you. Maybe he trots around the bases or whatever. Uh, I'm talking from a pro ball standpoint you didn't see as many throwing situations in college um because they are student athletes still but in professional baseball these are guys who are paid to make money you're out there for six months playing baseball against each other uh you're playing the same seven teams nine teams for uh, 140 games these things uh just come up so uh i immediately told the the manager i said yeah three run home run last time they're like he and he was he was understanding he's like all right i get it and so he took his medicine a few innings later, I think a, a pit when his team was on uh, offense again, the pitch came up and in, and it was one of those that it didn't come at him. It came in, you know, between the plate and the batter's box line, basically. And it just happened to get the guy on the hand. And it was one of those, Ooh, is that a hit by pitcher or a foul ball type of plays? And I knew I was like, no, that's a hit by pitch. And he came out, he said, Hey, how come he's not ejected? I'm like, 
that wasn't in my judgment. That wasn't intentional. It's not to say that a guy that as soon as a guy gets hit by a pitch that he's done now, 95% of the time, you're going to err on that. Once warnings are out, you can throw inside. You might even hit someone, but if, if we get a dead red fastball immediately at, you know, at someone, even if, if it's at their hip or something, uh, sorry, you made me, you put me in a position to have to make a difficult decision. I'm making the decision to the best of my ability. And so therefore uh, I would eject later that game. I, I did, I ejected the uh, manager and, and the, the pitcher and the manager. And uh, we went on no bench clearing uh, the game worked itself out and away we went. So that is kind of, in summary of how uh, hit by pitch uh, throwing situations go, you don't have to be hit by the pitch too. If a ball goes behind a guy, ball goes over a guy's head. That hey, that's enough. You're it's not he intentionally hit him. It's inti- he intentionally threw at him. There's a difference. Okay, a curveball comes in and and you know a guy gets nicked on the jersey. Is that an ejection? Well, probably not. Have guys gotten thrown out by breaking balls? Yes, they have. Because a breaking ball that bust your hand can't still break your hand right if you're sending a message you're probably not throwing a breaking ball but i've seen it i've seen it out there okay so hopefully that gives you a little insight onto uh, a throwing situation now you can also put out warnings before uh before anyone anybody gets hit if you know there's bad blood between the teams you could put out warnings at the plate meeting hey just so you know uh managers coaches we are starting this game with official warnings to each team um we know you guys have a history based off of, and you got to provide the information based off of last game or whatever. Um, so we're putting out warnings right now. We just don't want it. We're protecting. And that's, you always phrase it. We're protecting your, your teams. We're protecting your hitters and your hitters. We don't want anyone to get thrown on, on purpose. That's all. And I've also given out warnings uh, during the second game of a double header. We had a real rough first game. People, guys are screaming at each other. You can put out warnings. Um, hey, based off of the, the way the first game went, we're having official warnings right now. Uh, we're playing the next, this next game without, uh, with a zero tolerance for uh, sportsmanship or anything of that nature. Okay. Sound good. Well, what? No, this is not, this is not a, a discussion or debate. This is, uh, this is a declaration, a mandate, if you will. Uh, so that's just a little, uh, little background into giving warnings. And again, if, if, if there's a bench clearing situation, a guy slides hard into second base, you can put out warnings again, without a throwing situation happening, just because you're like, okay, from here, we're, we're squashing it dead right here. If you do throw at someone, you're going to pay, uh, pay the consequence for it. But always remember if you, if you do feel that someone got thrown at on purpose, um, you can eject immediately, especially if it's up in the head area or something. Um, but a lot of times you'll see a team's cleanup hitter get hit next time they come around. Okay. Boom cleanup hitter gets drilled there uh in the in the american league a lot of catchers get hit because you can't hit the other team's pitcher because he doesn't bat so okay fine we'll take we'll take down uh we'll take down all number number two down there so that's just kind of some insight and for your baseball uh terminology baseball lingo today i've already used a little bit of it but i'll say some more uh just a few um a few terms that uh, you might use for uh pitches that come inside high and tight right uh chin music that's a that's a good one pitches that are, uh, that are inside there. Um, uh, guys will say, Hey, you got to make him move his feet a little bit. Basically don't let him dig in on you. Uh, don't, doesn't mean throw at him. Doesn't mean hit him. It just means, Hey, you got to pitch both sides of the plate, uh, and, and work, the work, work the ball in and out of the zone, if you will. So there's a, there's a few, a few terms that guys use there. Um, bean ball, obviously the dude gets drilled. Uh, you guys know what that means, but that's just a few terms I wanted to throw out there. Uh, for you guys to use chin music uh hey move his feet high and tight don't let him dig in 
um, and of course, bean ball. So again, hit by pitch and uh, it kind of ties into the throwing situation warnings there for our bottom of the ninth baseball segment here on the get home safe podcast that will wrap up today's show guys i will tell you about our guest on friday it will be none other than major bill lee from the united states marine corps i've already recorded with him it's a fantastic conversation i recorded with bill almost two years ago to the day in our very first episode it was uh, that he and i did together This is our second one, but if you want a preview of the show on Friday, by all means, go back to June sometime in 2020 and look for his episode. Uh, It was fantastic talking about his military service, and we get into more of that this time, talking about Memorial Day, the 4th of July, uh, his military service. uh, He's working and owner owner and operator there of the uh, Mount Care property up in Redwood, California, so he'll tell you all about that. And then, of course, what uh, you know, the good old USA means to him and kind of his thoughts on, on our country these days. You don't want to miss it. He's also done some uh, private security work for celebrities. We go into that a little bit. Just a fun, fun conversation and a great way to kick off the Independence Day weekend that we have in store uh, upcoming. So be sure to t- tune in and check that out on Friday, guys, July 1st. If you don't have a chance that day, obviously it'll be up all weekend and forever to tune in anytime you want. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, God bless the USA. Have a great 4th of July weekend. It'll start uh, bright and early with the release of the Bill Lee episode uh, this uh, Friday, bright and early, of course. But uh, whenever you get to it is is awesome. And guys, just in all seriousness, uh, I joke around a lot, but um man, we are very blessed to be in the United States of America. And every year around this time, um, it does get a little more special. Uh, I, I see some of these movies clips that I, that I put out and I've shared with you guys. It's hard for me not to get emotional. I don't want to be one of these just crybabies that go and get, you get super emotional over every, every little thing that happens in the world these days. But when I think of sacrifice and I think of uh, everything that uh, has been done for me, and my family and my loved ones and for all Americans, I mean, you can't help, but get a little emotional, you know, I mean, this country is bigger than, than one person. And it's, it's, there's so many stories about America and I don't just want to talk about the the negative ones. There's, there's plenty there, but I think we need to really focus on all the good that America has done, all the good experiences that we've had. We can dwell on negative, negative things. And it's important to learn lessons from those things, but if we want to move forward, I think we need to do just that. Look forward, look ahead to uh, brighter and uh, brighter days and, and bigger and better things. So I uh, learned from our mistakes. No country, no people, no anything is perfect. So uh, I, I'm never going to ignore America's history, but uh, I'm also not going to ignore America's history. You know, all the great things and all the heroes that have come before us. So have a great Independence Day. Hope you will tune in on Friday for a great episode with Major Bill Lee from the United States Marine Corps. I promise you, you will come away with that uh, being very proud to be an American, as I know uh, Mr. Bill Lee is as well. And so am I. So God bless everyone. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you Friday, but enjoy the 4th of July weekend, the long weekend. Remember why we celebrate. And I will be back next Tuesday, hopefully wearing a new shirt and having uh, more rants and things that I can go on, guys. So uh, enjoy. Happy Independence Day. God bless. And I will see you uh, next week. But guys, as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe. Oh.